0: Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and we are currently on vacation, so we were replaying an older episode, but it's definitely still worth listening to. A couple years ago, we had my brother Sam on our podcast. He is a 3D animator and has been able to follow his passion, and homeschooling was a big part of how he was able to do that. So I hope you'll be encouraged by this episode. Before we start, I just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for all their support with Smiling Homeschooler. They're one of our favorite math curriculums, and we believe they help more homeschoolers smile. So go check out a free demo over at teachingtextbooks.com. All right, so let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson.
1: Hey, we are ready. Uh, This is a special treat because it's like the three Wilson boys uh, here on the Smiling Homeschooler. And uh, since you you, you may have met Sam along the way on the road, um, but we're going to do something special today. We're going to talk about uh, kind of what Sam does, animation, because some of you have asked, every time I, we mention that, oh, Sam what, does animation, people always ask, so how did he get what he, where he is? You know, What did he take? What did he do in school? And so we're going to ask Sam some of those questions. But before we get there, um, the big news this week is that all three of us watched the new movie Frozen 2, and uh, we're since, you know, that's an animated thing, and probably going to be a blockbuster hit. I want to know what my boys... I uh, thought about it So would you We'll ask Ben first uh, uh, Ben what would you think about Frozen 2?
0: I really really liked it I mean uh, I was a little worried That it would feel really forced But I didn't think it did it at all I thought it was One of their better sequels They've done in a long time um, and Or not in a long time Recently And I think that The music was awesome It was probably the One of the funniest movies They've done uh, Probably almost ever I think maybe like Wreck-It Ralph is really funny, too, I think. But this one was just... Olaf is just hysterical. Um, I loved... Uh, uh, just the the whole thing was just beautiful. And I just thought the... Uh, just overall, the, um, the story was really good. And I think they did a great, great job. I mean, people were worried that it would feel like totally pointless but i didn't think it felt that way at all and melanie said no spoilers so yeah we won't we won't
1: give no spoilers Uh, we won't
0: mention that elsa dies but other than that i mean (laughs) major so uh, and
1: darth vader is her father yeah exactly Uh, but But,
0: no it was awesome i really liked it i definitely encourage you to go see it my daughter loved it um you know it was it was just really really fun i think it was a great great sequel what do you think sam
2: well i disagree with everything ben just said now um i thought it was really good um coming out of movies i'm usually like i it takes me a little bit to process it or whatever um i've been listening to music and it's kind of grown on me i really like the music uh, yeah it's got some really cool stuff <laughs> i thought it was super funny i didn't like it as much as the first one um but yeah i thought it was they did a really good job and it was it was a lot of fun to watch um it maybe wasn't as like quite as cohesive. I thought some of the spirit stuff and didn't really make sense. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was still fun. But it watch, was an really. enjoyable movie. I mean, yeah.
1: I, and, and from a dad's point of view, you know, I mean, I don't really like the spirit kind of stuff, you know, because you know it's just fake and not true. And I don't want it to ever confuse my kids. But but I thought it was overall it was it was entertaining and and enjoyable.
0: Yeah, yeah sure. it could have been a lot worse for me. How popular was the first one? You know, you would think like, oh, they're just doing a total cash grab. And while that may be true, they definitely felt like they put a ton of time and effort into thinking through it and not just like, you uh-huh. know, like Cars 2 felt like a movie that was like because they needed a sequel. I mean, maybe not. And Pixar's usually doesn't do that, but it just felt more like they just tried to come up with something. Whereas this one felt like they were very careful, you know, to make it not just like a pathetic movie after the first one, you know, cause the first one was just so popular. Um, I think they really had to be careful with how they did it. So I think they nailed okay, it. Okay. We're getting,
1: we're getting too brainy in this. I just wanted to know how, if you liked it. Uh, oh, sorry. So that's, that's okay, that's okay. Um, but if you're looking for a good Thanksgiving, uh, weekend, fun thing to do, uh, frozen two would be a good thing that gets, I'll give it my family man or smiling homeschooler thumb of approval. And uh, my brother said that the uh, Mister Rogers movie is really good. He went to see it and he thought it was really good. But we okay. Enough about movies. That's kind of our lead-in to why we're having Sam here. Uh, Sam, uh, why don't you tell everybody about yourself? Uh, You can just do give a brief history, you know, from your birth on, and you know, in three minutes, two minutes.
2: Well, it all started in the winter of (laughs) nineteen ninety-five. Now. I'm the second Wilson, um, right under Ben. Uh, Grew up in the house that Dad's currently at and Ben's right across the yard from. Uh, I now live about 20 minutes away in Pierston, Indiana, uh, with my amazing wife uh, of eight months-ish, McKenna. And uh, we're currently redoing the house, uh, so behind me is probably a little unfinished um but i currently work as an animator um i'm working on a movie uh i don't know if i can say really any details necessarily about it i think i signed some sort of contract probably (laughs) Um,
1: elsa and anna are not in it
2: yes correct Uh it is probably a movie nobody who is listening will ever see (laughs) um yeah it Sounds like a bigger deal if you just say I'm working on a movie, but Mm, it's not that big a deal.
1: It Uh, is a big deal. It is a big deal. And you worked on other stuff too. What are some of the other things you've done?
2: um, Probably the most well known thing I've done I worked on a TV series uh, called Talking Tom and Friends. Um, It's currently on YouTube. um, And I believe one of the episodes I worked on um, has over 40 million views. Um, So it's it's definitely had a lot of popularity um it's based on a iphone app uh, i've worked on lots of commercials uh i did a game trailer um for the walking dead um for a vr game that they're coming out with um
0: hopefully that's not uh, just, that's already announced yeah right? just
2: a lot of different random projects um most of the projects that we work on are probably uh, about a month long um give or take. Uh, I've worked on some longer ones, like the TV show was longer, and uh, worked on some short films, uh, worked on a game project, um, just a lot of different stuff. I do it all remotely, um, so I do it from home. Uh, so kind of freelancing mostly, um, but I do it uh, mostly for uh, contract work for studios and stuff, so.
0: But I know all the so moms. Why- Go ahead. No, I know a lot of the moms are, I mean, we already had Molly said here, I'm going to have to save this one for my artistic interested son. And we've had multiple, we've asked questions and stuff, but how did you actually get into animation? Like what kind of piqued your interest back when you were little, you know, what, where did it all start? And then kind of, how did that come a, come about? Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, know, but, I don't know if
2: know. I've always been interested in animation per se, but I've always uh, loved to draw. I and mean, I kinda always say since I was born, I, or since I could hold a pencil, I've always enjoyed drawing. Um, I think that kind of easily morphed into a love of animation. Um, when we were kids, Ben and I, we got a, from a homeschool convention we went to, we got a Lego stop motion kit. Um, and we had a lot of fun playing around with that. And I think that kind of moved me more in the animation direction um, as opposed to the other fields you could go into with art or whatever um and I think when I was 13 I got my um first animation software for Christmas and that that really kind of moved me in the direction I am now and I loved everything about it um I did some small projects uh that I would be embarrassed to show anybody now
0: no one else (laughs) in that think that though
1: well, you could probably find some of those, Ben, on, yeah. if you go to the Family Man and type in like uh, Sam Animation and maybe post some of those links to his YouTube videos.
2: Because some of those were those Christmas ones we put up. Keeping in mind, I did them when I was like 15.
1: But so. they are amazing for a 15 year old.
2: <laughs>
1: and you know, and you did it all the time. How did that affect? How did? How did that affect do you? Think how we did homeschooling with you. I mean, I know we taught you to read. <laughs> i i seen you read i know i think you can read i can (laughs) read fine i just can't spell hardly anything (laughs) Um, well you got that for me um but i mean you had lots of time to animate right Or a lot of time to do art stuff
2: yeah i mean i think that was probably for me at least one of the bigger benefits of homeschooling was i could do most of my you know regular school work uh in the morning and then Typically, I had most of the afternoon to pursue kind of my interests, um, which was animation. And, I mean, I would probably spend on a typical day most of the afternoon working on whatever project I was on or learning whatever new software, or, you know. What were work. some of those early softwares, software? Uh, the first software I used was called uh, Animation Master, I think. Um yeah. It was kind of, uh, I don't, I don't even know if they sell it anymore, honestly. Um, I think it was, it was kind of made for like the single artist. Um, it was, it was pretty powerful. Um, but not, not used for any commercial projects or anything. I wouldn't have, I don't think, um, I probably used that for like three or four years, um, And then I kind of switched to Autodesk Maya, which is kind of the industry standard for um, computer animation. It's what I use today for most of my work. And Uh, again,
1: that's Autodesk Maya, and that's
2: M-A-Y-A. Is that right? Yeah. Um, And even the – I use the student edition, which is now free for anybody to use. Uh, And it's a – I mean, I would totally recommend that. It's. I would – Probably, if you were getting into that, I would uh, definitely go through some tutorials online or something, because just getting into it uh, without any guidance of any sort uh, could be very daunting. It's a Incredibly hugely daunting. complex program.
1: And really, you—you uh, you, when do you think you got that?
2: Because you really kind of taught yourself that through those tutorials. I mean, you really learned it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can totally learn it by yourself. I mean, i I think I was probably 16 uh when i first got into that um i had a book that was probably you know this thick uh called mastering autodesk maya um i think they still make it but and i just kind of went through chapter by chapter and it taught you the basics of everything and um really kind of taught you the ropes for it now there's you know zillions of youtube tutorials and uh there's a site called digital tutors that has lots and lots of good uh, instructional videos um, but I think if, if you were just jumping in without any of that you would um, might get discouraged quickly uh, so I would definitely go in it with some sort of tutorials or something
1: because you know I know I've done some you know I did Corel Draw back in the day and I've used you know like fireworks and things and those you could kind of wing because you know it looked yeah. like you want to draw a box there's a box icon you know an arrow you could figure that out but Maya doesn't look like anything like that. It it's, looks really complicated.
2: Yeah, I mean, it is really complicated because, I mean, they use it from everything from Star Wars to Frozen. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Disney uses it for pretty much all their animation. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you can basically do anything in it. So
1: And, and so you uh, got to the end of your high school career, and uh, uh, you then what was your next step?
2: We had a friend that we met, um, and he had gone through a program called Animation Mentor um, and highly, highly recommended it. Uh, It was an 18-month kind of trade school-type deal, uh, all online. Um, I had teachers uh, from Disney and DreamWorks and Pixar. Um, They had worked on everything from Tarzan to... uh, all the DreamWorks movies, Blue Sky movies. Um, and it was an 18-month program, kind of took you through from the basics of animation all the way up to advanced acting and uh, polishing your portfolio and everything. Um, yeah, it was it was super, super good, laser-focused. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't have any of the jobs I have now um, without have done any of that training. Um, and that's kind of their... Their focus is to get people jobs, so it's not it's not just to learn stuff. They don't have a lot of extra courses and stuff. It's just uh, purely animation training.
1: And really, a lot of the students you went with had already had a four year art degree in a college, and some even a four year
2: animation degree. Correct? Yeah, um, yeah. I talked to multiple people, even at the graduation, which is a yeah. We're not going br- to but- we're not going to bring that. <coughs> <in. laughs> yeah, um, but they were like when they heard I hadn't even gone to college or whatever, and they are like, wow, that was the right way to go, just because they kind of, through their four years of college, they figured out they didn't necessarily want to do their illustration degree or whatever. They kind of, you know, they wanted to go into animation. And they felt like most of their degree hadn't necessarily helped them in that direction. Um, so they're like, "We w- if we had done it over, we wish we probably could have just done that.
1: And really, I, from my perspective, Sam, don't you think... Because I can remember, uh, again, you were like one of the—you were a kid compared to everybody else. Everybody else is at least four years older than you were, you know, or maybe even a little older than that.
2: Yeah, I would say the majority of them probably
1: were. There were probably a couple, but not not many. But there were some of them who were were impressed how well you knew Maya, you know, or you know, and they were like you had to help them. Um, So, you know. homeschooling is like a perfect marriage to doing something like this
0: and that's what actually Molly said to Todd how did you help him pursue and perfect so to speak his interests you know as a dad and parents you know during that whole time that Sam was you know getting interested in this kind of stuff obviously he was super self-motivated really good at just plugging through a book Um, but what did you guys try to do to help make sure you were equipping Or, you know, encouraging those interests when you saw them in him and also in other kids as well. But since we're talking about Sam right now.
1: Well, I mean, I would say for all our kids, if we saw an interest, we fed the interest, you know, and we jettisoned other things. You know, if we thought, hey, you're not going to take, you know, you're probably not going to be a mathematician or whatever, an engineer. So maybe we're not going to do calculus or we're not going to do advanced algebra or whatever. Uh, you know, or we said some of the other things. Maybe he's not going to focus on that. Um, Because I know some parents will say, oh, that's great. He can have that time when he does all the other things. And it really doesn't leave time to pursue any of those interests. And I'm thinking homeschooling is where we let them focus on the things they're good at. Because, again, Sam was super self-motivated. I mean, he just did it. But we gave him lots of time. And we, you know, we got him (coughs) tools for Christmas. He got... You know, whether it was software or he got a, you know, a tablet that he could draw on or, you know, we were always we bought him a, you know, an animation desk like the animators use, you know, with the circle glass and um, any books that we saw. We were always funneling that. And honestly, I I would have let him do just that. All he had to do is read his Bible and he could and then the rest he could animate. I didn't care about any of the other stuff. His mom probably cared a little more about that, but I didn't care. Um so that's what I did
0: I just wanna take a quick minute to thank our sponsor, Teaching Textbooks. We've said a lot of great things about Teaching Textbooks, and they're all true. Our families used them for many, many years, and we really believe in their product. They have an amazing team over there, and if you ever have any questions, you can call them, and they'll be happy to answer them. Uh, Their math curriculum's easy, it's it's engaging, your child will learn better, and it works on basically any device that has an internet browser, including smartphones, tablets, and Chromebooks, and and all your normal laptops as well. Um, but if you want to check out our free demo, go on over to teachingtextbooks.com and tell them we sent you. Let's see here. Uh, Molly also said, Well, yeah, I think this would be a good just kind of like multi, you know, com- combination of them here. So maybe you can kind of explain for some people, because I hear a lot of people have kids who are interested in drawing, you know, and obviously that is awesome they should draw that's great but like that doesn't necessarily mean you know they'll love animation can you maybe kind of outline some of the maybe different options you go with so with someone who's like really artistic and everything and then also what would you say to a mom that a, has a 9-year-old that always has a pencil in his hand and an idea on his mind what should she tell him and encourage him to do with that if you can answer both of those <laughs>
1: Hey, yeah. Sam, uh, before you go and answer that, maybe, could I, uh, maybe guide you and tell, tell everybody, cause everybody might not know, uh, I, I'm going to guess most people don't know. They think an animator makes the whole movie. There are different parts of,
0: right. Exactly.
1: Of some uh, people who make those animated movies. What are the different aspects that someone might do?
2: Yeah. I mean, for on a, especially on a bigger production, um, I mean, for even just say a single scene, you might have thirty people touch that one scene. Um, typically, you have somebody who will design the character, and then you'll have somebody who will actually build the character in three D, and then somebody who will put controls in that so somebody can almost like a you know puppet string, so somebody can move it around later. You'll have an animator, which is what I do, actually move the character around and um, kind of give them that performance, and then so you're not
1: uh, you you don't draw the character. You don't, you don't make them work. You just take the working character and you animate them.
2: Yep, I'm almost like a puppeteer. Um, I pretty much just make the character move around and uh, whatever actions it needs to do, I give them that. And whatever uh, acting it needs to do, or if it's saying a line of dialogue or whatever, I'll, I'll do that. Um, and then even past that, there's people who add textures to it. They might, you know, add hair on it. They might. Do simulations, they might uh be in charge of rendering everything out, which is making it look really nice. Um there's lighters, there's um compositors who put together kind of the final image, there's you know, sound designers, so it's it really takes a lot of different people, again, especially on a big production. Um sometimes on smaller ones they'll you kind of more of a jack of all trades, but um typically you have a lot of different roles. Um, And to answer uh, the other question, uh, I think for somebody who likes to draw, drawing can really help pretty much any of those. Um, It's an easy way to kind of get your thoughts on paper and uh, visualize it. Um, I think for most of those roles, uh, drawing can be really helpful. Um, Again, just because you can visualize it. Typically, when I start a scene, I'll kind of draw it out on paper first just to get everything out there. Um, And so I think for like a kid who's probably not old enough yet to actually get into animation or into, you know, a career path um, or what, you know, moving in that interest, uh, just encouraging them in drawing is enough. And I mean, you and mom probably bought me, you know, hundreds of how to draw knights and how to draw horses and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we
1: really let God kind of direct you in what you wanted to do. I mean, I know some parents are thinking like at nine years old, at nine year old, you don't have to. You're not focusing him in any direction. Say, well, you can't make you, you can't make a living just by drawing pictures. You got to do. Oh. I would just let him just just draw and yeah. give him lots of tools. And I
0: feel like also, the, though. I mean, you, oh, go ahead. yeah, go ahead. Well, I feel like there's this thing where people kind of sometimes think like, oh, I'm into this. So I need all of these things so that I can be into this, you know, and I think that can kind of sometimes be, you know, a thing that feels like the kid's like, oh, he's into animation. So I need to buy him a computer and tablet and everything. And that's what kids think they need. But in reality, if your child is really going to stick with something and really be into it, I think that, you know. A piece of paper and and a pencil is honestly what Sam did for, I mean, not literally only those two things, but essentially for years and got really good and that helped him grow in a lot of areas. But, you know, if a kid's a really good musician, you know, they're going to be... Good. they're going to learn and be able to develop so much even on a, a basic violin versus a top-of-the-line Stradivarius, you know? So I think, like, some people get kind of daunted by, like, what do I have to buy? And it's like, if your chill child is really going to be interested in them, just try to give them the things that are simple and, you know, they can really, I feel like, hone their skill on whatever it is. And then over time, it will start becoming more apparent. Like, if they're really sticking with it, then what then becomes things that is worth investing in? Because, you know, if your kids says they're into it, not saying you shouldn't give them anything, but you know, it takes a lot of work. I mean, Sam didn't just like enjoy drawing, whip up some drawings and done. I mean, it took him literally, I mean, pretty much my whole everything. He was, you know, spent on focusing on this and getting good at it. I mean, it was a lot of time. So, you know, just, just encourage him to really just practice. And like he did those little, you know, he did the animation there, but your child could do stuff like that really, uh, you know, lots of different little things like the stop motion or whatever just to see yeah. if things that don't cost a lot, you know, Cal and Jed use iPhone program on, um, you know, iOS to do stop motion. So there's a lot of options you can see and uh, equip your child without spending, you know, multiple thousand dollars on a big touch screen, you know, drawing <coughs> monitor or something like that. So um, just, you know, something I was thinking of.
1: How about books, Sam? How, what were some of your favorite maybe drawing books? Um. Can you remember any of them?
2: I don't know. Uh, Well, super early on, uh, I did... There was... uh, It was a book called... I think it was called The Imagination Station. Um, I think it was by... I want to say Mark Kistler or something like that. Yeah, you're right. I think you're right. Um, And it was kind of... It was just goofy, like, 3D kind of... The point was to learn how to draw in kind of 3D. Like, you know, the standard kind of box where you make it look like a cube or whatever and it kind of have a drawing a day you could do and kind of had a drawing prompt and stuff uh i think i did two or three of his books uh there's a series it's like draw 50 something um it's like draw 50 horses draw 50 hands draw 50 faces and i did some of those um I really liked... There was some books, I think... Uh, How to Draw Books by... I think his name was Christopher Hart. Um, and they were kind of more cartoony uh, drawings, uh, which was what I enjoyed drawing more. I never have done a lot of super realistic stuff. Um, and those were super good. Um, <laughs> trying to think if there are any other ones. Yeah. Um,
1: How about other uh, tools? I mean, what other kind of things did you get? (coughs) I mean, I know we gave you pencils and pens and uh, all those other things.
2: Yeah. um, I started drawing on, like, Photoshop on the computer, and I got a – I think you guys may have gotten it for me for Christmas, actually. It was just a drawing tablet, um, not like an iPad Although that would work, but like it, you just plug it into your computer and you sit it on your lap and you draw on that, and what you do kind of appears on the computer. Um, that was a super cool tool. Um, what else? Yeah, I mean, really, and this is kind of cliche, and a lot of people say it, I think, but where they kind of say the tools don't necessarily make the artist. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of where at, Like, at some point, it's about practice and just doing it and enjoying it. And, I mean, I probably learned more from, like, I'd copy, you know, like, the front of a Disney VHS or whatever um, and kind of try to draw, like, the Disney characters or whatever. And I feel like I learned probably just as much from that as going through books, although the books Mm -hmm. did help too. But um, I think just drawing i mean when we were traveling in the rv i would probably spend hours just drawing on my little lap desk and i'd I mean, go through i still probably have some of them but i probably have you went, all of them i mean paper. every car
0: yeah. we were ever in you had your blue lap desk with paper in it i feel like <laughs> right right um, yeah.
2: and yeah so
0: melanie said did uh, sam ever have a coach or an instructor you didn't until your school right i mean you did it all self-taught um, thing did not you
2: I I feel like I probably took like two art classes ever. Um and, and not, you were pretty little. You
1: were little when you took those.
2: Yeah. I think my wife just laughed in the background.
0: So, um
2: <laughs> uh, and like, I took I think I took a painting class uh with Mr. Jorzak. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't know. I can't even remember how long that was. Uh, I don't know, or, he, I
1: think he's still taking credit for your entire career. Yeah, probably. <laughs>
0: it is um, so funny just the difference between them. Like, we used to do things where, like, early on when I was into this, like, we, we Dad gave us this whole program called Corral Draw, and we'd say, okay, well, let's both make a picture of a knife. And mine would be, like, one rectangle with a triangle on the top and then another rectangle thinner and then one for a cross, like, a hilt, you know, guard. And then Sam's would be, like, this, like perfect thing that looks so much better and it was always so (laughs) obvious how much you know better he was and all that stuff but you know that just wasn't my thing um but one thing was a nice kid yeah exactly i had a great personality (laughs) he knows a lot more than me i mean every
2: every night when we went to bed he'd be reading a book and i'd be drawing something so
0: Yeah, well, I don't know about a lot more in everything in general but maybe on random stuff no probably
2: not but I want you to feel (laughs)
0: good one thing I think is important though also is like I don't think you need to critique your child really and and much, you know, like let that be until later. Like if your kid's at all interested, don't be critical. Don't be like, Oh, you need to get better. You need to get better all the time. Like I don't think mom and dad ever were saying like, Oh, why are you doing it You know, this way? Like you should be pushing you to be in in a weird way. Like if you were into it, I think they encouraged you. Dad obviously would sometimes if you were helping him on certain things, but you never, I don't think ever felt like you had to live up to something like, you know, pushing you to be better at soccer or pushing you to be better at whatever. And I see that a lot where parents think like, oh, well, they're interested. So now I'm going to help them become better at it somehow, like by, you know, giving them a lot of feedback or something like that. And at a younger age, I feel like you being a huge cheerleader is way more important than being, uh, you know, trying to be their coach in that way or whatever the word is. I don't know. That was one thing I also thought they did. Mom and dad did really good. So, maybe not. Maybe that's not true. But. They never
2: told me I would make much money.
0: Yeah, right. here we are. <laughs> that's right.
2: And it's because it's not
1: about making much money, you know. It's it's, and I think for parents sometimes it scares us, especially an art kid, because we think an art kid is destined to be unemployed, you know. Um, and and I think God's big enough to figure that out, or God's big enough to direct your kids. You know, and Sam has just done really an amazing job. He's, you know, he he, his expenses are low, and he he's willing to do whatever. So he he will do animation. He does other art projects. He's, you know, he'll he'll clean out your basement if you get a hold of him. <laughs> uh-huh. So so he's willing to do whatever it takes. Um, and uh, I think God has honored that. And so I don't think we as parents have to be afraid. You know, I think it was Melanie who said, uh, I was just reading down through, I thought she said something. I don't know. You said something good, Melanie. I can't, I can't see it right now. But it was good. Really good. Hey, Sam, so are there other things like, um, uh, again, maybe their maybe they're child's like, I don't know, uh, 14, 15, you know, and starting to mess around with Maya. Are there other places uh, online? You, you mentioned some that they might get some help in those tutorials, uh, can you maybe mention those again uh, so they can write them down or uh, look for them
2: yeah I mean obviously YouTube has a lot of stuff on it um, and it, of course has a lot of extras so you can have to be careful on there sometimes but um, and what would you look up I would just look up you could start with Maya how to um,
0: have you ever used com? I know what they have com. I know they have a lot for like Photoshop and a lot of other. Yeah, I, I do not know. If I've I never mind. really
2: found as much on com. I think, um, the biggest one I've found is digital tutors, which I think is now, uh, I think they got bought out and now it's called the uh, plural site. Um, and they have thousands and thousands of tutorials. I think it's like $15 a month or something. Um, Skillshare, mm-hmm. uh, has a bunch of good stuff. Um, and now now there's a bunch of like online schools that i mean they they cost a lot more um but they're like the actual full like mentorship programs um and there's there's kind of all levels in between now i feel like when i started um i went to animation mentor and that was kind of the the main one now there's a bunch of them um and kind of in all all the different fields of animation uh mm. Yeah. It's, I feel like over the past five or six years, it's kind of exploded a bit, um, with the amount of stuff online. Um, but yeah, I would say Pluralsight and Skillshare are probably the main ones, um, for kind of the best quality. Uh, YouTube can be kind of hard cause you have to kind of specifically search for certain things. Um, and it can be kind of harder to find exactly what you're looking for. Um, and I know even like on uh, again like Plural Site they have like um, kind of what are you steps.
1: what are you calling that
2: Plural Site Plural Site
1: Oh in yeah. chat.
2: Okay. I won't ask you to spell it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm sure it's <laughs> some weird spelling that I probably wouldn't get right anyway, and <laughs> it
1: just sounds <laughs> like yeah, right, right. Has a,
2: uh-huh. some p in it and yeah, yeah um but they have like step-by-step kind of pathways so you could be like i'm a beginner to Maya, and they kind of give you the introductory courses and they have like different projects you can do and you can download like the scene files and all the different stuff um so it can really uh get you started and you can see like the examples of, that people have done and um that stuff's super good um yeah and then there are s- still some books which probably don't get as much uh don't sell as much as they used to but uh those work as well what are some of your favorite books that you had
0: i think you mentioned some oh, Did you?
1: um well not drawing well, maybe not drawing books but books that were just you know uh i know we we bought you books so we may be buying you a book this christmas i don't know
2: <laughs> i mean specifically uh for animation uh the illusion of life, uh, is kind of considered the animators Bible. Um, it's, well, I don't have it here cause it's buried in a, uh, a tub, uh, that was from when I moved out and I don't have a place to put it yet, but, uh, that one was amazing. Uh, and just has tons and tons of information in it. Uh, it's written by some of the nine old men from Disney. Um, there's another book called The Animator's Survival Kit, which was super, super good as well. Um, um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, and you did.
1: We, and just for fun, I mean, you had a lot of the uh, almost every Disney movie and Pixar movie that comes out has an art of yep. that that movie, right?
2: Yeah, and those are fun. Those aren't necessarily like super educational, but they're uh, they're inspiring. Yeah, they're fun to look at, and the art in them is just incredible um and yeah makes you uh want to be a better artist for <laughs> sure
1: right right and and sam maybe we're kind of shut down this time because i'm getting tired uh but uh, uh you know a lot of people think that 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 the goal is to be a disney animator um or maybe pixar <laughs> um maybe dreamworks but there are a lot of options beyond that, right? Because even as you were saying, you know, to do some of those things, to be a some of those at that level or maybe at that that position, uh, you have to you have to be willing to give everything, you know, maybe even sacrifice some family time for that. Um, but there are a lot of other options besides that, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of studios. Um i there's kind of a animation community spreadsheet with kind of all the information and stuff and it's there's literally probably thousands of studios out there um all over the world and um obviously the big studios are like the most sought after and because of that the most competitive i mean i i talked to an animator once who said he had been trying to get into disney for 10 years and he worked at another one of the big studios and it's just incredibly competitive uh when I applied for a Pixar internship once and I believe they said they get over 10,000 applications um, just for that. And one of my teachers in school, he told me, he was like, most of the people try to go for like the big jobs kind of thing. But basically take whatever work you can get and just you'll work your way up. It's not like very, very few people start at the top. Um mm-hmm you know if you can get work on a little commercial do it if you can you know get work on short film do it and um yeah there's tons and tons of options out there i've never actually even worked inside a studio um i've done all my work remotely um which has been super cool but uh yeah there's especially now with um the internet there's so many options
0: And if someone wanted to ask you a question, maybe something about, you know, specific, could they reach out to you? And if so, uh, if not, then never mind. And if so, how could they reach out to you? <laughs>
2: uh, my website is SamWilsonAnimator.com.
0: And he also does, uh, I mean, if you or something, I mean, he does stuff sometimes for companies and things as well. So, I mean, if you ever had a project or needed something freelance, he might be able to help you out with that as well. But yeah. um, just, you know, I especially know. if you have I feel, a lot of yeah,
1: money. That's what I was gonna say, especially if you have big <laughs> pockets. You know, big budget. Big budget. Well, hey Sam, thanks for being with us. We'll have you back when we talk about something else that you know about. Again, I don't know what that is. Yeah. But something. Huh. Um and uh Sorry, yeah. I don't know what
2: happened. <laughs> if you Just if
1: you know uh if you have some questions for Sam, go ahead and contact him. Um and uh I'm just going to sign out. Uh, And again, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, If you haven't stopped doing school, I think I'm giving you permission right now to just close the books, enjoy the rest of these couple days before Thanksgiving. Um, And if you, you you know, as you're going into Thanksgiving morning, make sure you tell your husband how you can help him, how he can help you. Um, Because he may not even think to ask. And if you're expecting him to do uh certain things just tell him he wants to know um have a great week um have a happy Thanksgiving, and uh don't forget to smile
0: thank you for being here for another episode keep fanning your child's dreams and smiling again thank you to teaching textbooks for all their support have a great week and don't forget to smile